Hey, we're here. Blacktop Smack Talk, episode 17. Thanks for tuning in. We are here, full roster. It's a big day for Blacktop Smack Talk. We are doing our first annual 2018 mock We will be here for you tonight and every night for every draft in the future. Every night. Yeah. Uh, this is our favorite time of the year here at BTSD because the trades, the drafting, free agency. free agency, the next couple weeks is better than the playoffs, it's better than the regular season. This makes the NBA. But I'm here joined by my comrades. Uh, first, we got Adam. We got Coach Jose. What's up, everybody? He's here. He's in the clear. Sano's in the house. He's back from a hiatus. I have returned. What's going on? The return. And... Last and least, we have the sneeze straight out of San Diego SD. Looks good. Happy to be back here. Let's get it. Don't sound so excited, man. Bruce. Love the energy. I thought you were about to burp. So, the mock draft is here, man. It's, 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 I hope you guys are excited as we are about the mock draft. Even though we don't have a team in our city, it, it, the draft would be that much more important if it was, but still fun it's awesome to just the real season play how is this guy gonna fit here i mean it it alters like you know legacies and teams and so many things can happen people's futures right gms oh not owners but gms coaches right you you know make or break it's a make or miss league right yeah for sure that's what we've always said there are certain guys in this draft that we're like you you pass on this guy and he kills turns out to be a star you lose your job for that Mm-hmm. You took Sam Bowie over Michael Jordan. You yep. know, you took this guy over that you guy. You took Malik Monk over Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. But so did a lot of other teams. Right. You to took Luke Kennard over Donovan Mitchell. And there'll be some guys like that this year. You know, it's, it's, it feels like guys. we've had about four or five years in a row of pretty good drafts. I know Adam has said the next draft, 2019, is supposed to be down. It'll, it'll down be year? Down. It'll be down. Who's it number just, one pick in 2019, Adam? R.J. Oh. Barrett from Duke. Yeah. <laughs> and not Zion, Duke Zion. No. Oh, okay. R.J. Barrett from Duke. Of course. He's a, another Dukey. But, yeah. He's, I mean, number, well, he's, number, he's, on, uh, he's number one ranked on my uh, 2019 prospects. Who you got in 2020? Oh. Fuck, I don't know. I have, I, have to, I have to dig in for that one. But let's focus on the present today, Kevin. ladies and gentlemen. I, I got, I got Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter, number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Uh, but, yeah. You know, we'll see. It's just so hard to see. There's so many good drafts. Every year there's so many kids that are, that are you know, prepared. They're just they're just good. But Man, something else that I love about the draft and we love every year as we watch the draft together um, is the level of excitement in terms of trades oh. and moves. There's always something that happens. Right. Anticipation. Even, like, the minor moves. It's like, so, you know, like an eighth man gets traded for, like, a second-round pick. That shit's exciting. Player movement. That just, man, love it, man. It just, like Charlie said, it's our favorite time of year. Especially, sorry, I was going to say, especially now with everybody trying to create a super team. Oh, my gosh. All these players, there's packages getting ready to go. Yeah. Getting ready to go for uh, guys like Kawhi Leonard. Some big news. So I just wanted Kawhi Leonard breaking, beep, 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 breaking Woj reports that Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich met in San Diego tonight. And and I so reportedly the meeting went pretty well. Oh yeah. It also reports that Did this Ka- just come out? 
that just came out. It also reports that Kawhi ha- has is going to tell teams that he wants to sign in L.A. either with the Clippers or with Charlie's Los Angeles Lakers. So the meeting couldn't have gone that well. But probably good dialogue. For San Antonio. Probably good dialogue. For San Antonio. That's rough. But – I mean, at least if that if that really is what happened, then at least they know where they stand, right? And he's reportedly still pissed about how they treated him in terms of Greg Popovich and Tony Parker were not very supportive, and they talked down about him in the media. So that's uh, – there's some turmoil I mean, in, San, in San Antonio where you don't usually hear turmoil. Yeah, Kawhi sounds a little sensitive on that, but I'd, I get it. I'd be pissed it. too. Yeah, I get it. Hey, nothing, nothing that a, a great trip to sunny San Diego can mull over. I'm sure. I'm sure they were able to reconcile their differences. Bruce, you weren't at this meeting. I was not at this meeting, unfortunately. Where was your invite? I, I don't know. It must have got left in the mail. Or we'll something. have to have Adam text Popovich about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what we're gonna do, ladies and gentlemen, is we are gonna do a mock. Uh, we're gonna do the just the lottery because the the if we did a whole first round it could take forever. So we're gonna go. Each of us has a few teams in the lottery that we are gonna pick for who we feel as though the team will pick, and you know all of us here will kind of chime in and give our input. And even though we're just gonna do the lottery, I do want to say Adam did a whole mock draft for. What two rounds? I did all sixty. Two rounds. All sixty picks. All sixty picks. It took forever, but we'll see. I do, I do it every year. I do it every year. So we'll see how it goes. All uh, right. So we got the teams up. I, obviously, Phoenix has the first pick, and we are going. Sano has the Phoenix Sun. Sano, you are on the clock. I. And I think out of all, <laughs> we're on the clock. <laughs> Out of all the picks, obviously the first pick is usually the one that, you know, is is the most well known. What's the GM name? Tim Donaghy? No, I know it's, it's the guy Donna Donna. His brother's also part of the team too. For Phoenix? Yeah, the GM. Oh, Adam. Ryan McDonough. 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 There yeah, it is. McDonough. Is that? Isn't there a Sean McDonough? Yep, there's three of the them. One. Okay. Their uh, dad was a is an was an announcer. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. that's who it that's is. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anyways, with uh, the first pick, with the first pick, I make the Earth sick. I think Phoenix is staying local. Local. They're gonna go down to Tucson, take the center, the Pac-12 Player of the Year, Pac-12 Freshman of the Year, seven-one. Oh. Some a lot of people are calling him Mini Dwight Howard. I don't know if that's a good comparison or not. Yeah. Uh, DeAndre Ayton. Mm. DeAndre Ayton. And to be honest, I don't know how I feel about that pick. I so Ayton's going to be a good pick. He's going to be a good player, but so Ayton's from Barbados. Is he from Barbados? He, I think originally. I don't uh, think he was born here. But he was he did he? I know he went to high school one year in Phoenix. But right, where was he from before that? I think you're right. He was from the Caribbean somewhere. Yeah, somewhere down there, right? We'll have to get. Um, like maybe he's like there. Tim Duncan, Could Virgin be. Islands. He smell. He sounds smarter than most of us Americans. <laughs> <laughs> you're stereotyping all of us. Well, you're not. You, you know, you, you're you're cultured. 
I, I'm just. You're stereotyping yourself. I am. He's from the Bahamas. The Bahamas. The Bahamas. Yes. Yeah. All right. And he's trying to. Yeah, that's right. Because he's trying to put on for for the squad. Right. So. Yeah. So. I mean, I think this is a good pick. He's uh, he's obviously like be, he's built beyond his years. Right, you right. can you can immediately put him in your lineup. He can start at the five, and he's a he he's a good he's a good kid. Like he's a charming kid. Yeah, he really does well in interviews. You fall in love with him right away. Right, and he's gonna score. He's got his offensive game is right now, like we said, ahead of his time. He's a good rebounder. The defensive end, I don't know, and there's been questions about his motor. Um, doesn't always put forth the best effort for sure. But uh, the talent there, I think, is uh, it's worthy of the first pick. I just, I mean, there's so many players that are, that are like high risk, high reward that might have a higher upside, but I think Phoenix right here is going with Aiden. I think offensively he has a chance to be really special um, with his ability to, to face up as well as play with the back to the basket. Um, he's 20 and 10, right? So he can, his yeah, rebounding is going to help him out. He can offense. produce right but, now. But at, at this day, in the new NBA, it's interesting to see how he fits because there's not a lot of back-to-the-basket big, so can he stretch out a little more yeah. and shoot the three? That's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Um, he has been working on his shot all summer, I've been reading. So he's, well, and, and then didn't his, he shoot decent, pretty shot, decent from the field anyways, like from the outside? He was a decent shooter when he was open. But you guys saw him in person. What did you think? He was. He looked, I mean, it's. He no. He blew me away. He stood Just out. He his stood physical out stature looked like he didn't belong in a college setting. Right. right. And the play of the game and the the buzzer beater that Green hit came off a defensive play from Aiden. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had block. that block shot. Yeah, it would have been a game saving block. So right. I think his defensive IQ, so to speak, will is kind of might hinder him initially, but. Him and Devin Booker are nice, and Josh Jackson. Those that's a nice little building block yeah, trio definitely. to have. Definitely for the Suns, um, they they do need a big man. Alex Len's a free agent. Um, they also had Chris and Bender, who are. Still I was going to say you're just going to shit on Bender, huh? No, they're still evolving. <laughs> they're still evolving as players. So I think Bender is always going to be. He's going to evolve his ass right into Bargnani level. Out of the league, well, Adam, I, think a, I think there's another big their presence that actually might have an effect on uh, Aiden's development. But the the Suns still have um, uh, Tyson Chandler under contract. That's true. What? Be, That's a good a mentor good, for him. Good mentor for Aiden, as far as um, you know, we, what Sandro alluded to, um, maybe needing to improve on the defensive end. But obviously, he he has the elite physical traits. Uh, and skill set to be uh, a rim protector down there, and talking to a guy like Tyson Chandler can definitely improve. I think help him mentally as far as the defensive end. Right, right, and they're also a good a good one two. Uh, I guess one two punch right now. Tyson Chandler's more of a defensive big. Mm-hmm. Right now, Aiton's you know more offensive. Put them together, and you got you got an ideal center. You got an ideal five. Right. I mean, there's talk of Luka Doncic. Uh, uh, Going to Phoenix because the new coach uh, who came from the Jazz, Igor. The Serbian yeah. coach? Yeah, he, or he coached Slovenia. Oh, Slovenia. He coached the Slovenian national team. But I think Robert Sarver is an Arizona guy. He wants to keep it in-house, so to speak. So he wants to keep it in-state. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I think Aiton's <clears throat> probably, you know, he is the yeah, safest pick. I've been to a few games in Phoenix, and they definitely have an issue with fans, fan support, because they've been so bad. So getting a local product like that would definitely, you know, obviously it's not going to just instantly translate into the playoffs or necessarily a bunch of wins, 
But as long as you can generate some fan interest, that's that's going to get you in the right direction. They already love Booker. And, and it's not like they're going to reach for this. Anyway. You know, it's not like they're just taking him because he's from Arizona. He's it's, he's ready to play. This is one of those things where if you don't take him and he ends up being really good, it's like you had this dude in your backyard yeah. and you skipped on him. That's right. not that's not okay. Right. right. right? That will haunt you forever if you take, you know, Don Luca, right, and he doesn't turn out to be like a star. Igor Kokoskov, who came from the Jazz, and he's okay. the Slovenian national team. So – but yeah, Aiton. All right. Uh, yeah, you wonder. Oh, you guys were mentioning earlier about the, the the trades, you know. But I would love to hear about the backstory about the trades that don't happen. How many close to? Oh man, almost happened. There's a so, thousand. There's, there's probably so many. There's so, many. so many calls that I, happen every day. I bet that they're they're probably they're probably trades so outrageous that are offered that. Well, I mean, even ones that are almost contemplated, like it's to close. the last second. Yeah, there's yeah. always just some bullshit ones. Right. The ones that were like, I was this close to making that move, and something in my gut said, No, I should have made it. Or you know. But, like, you talk about the, the Phoenix uh, coach, right? I mean, he's got to be going hard probably to, to draft Doncic. Oh, I'm sure. Right? I'm but sure. then they're like, man, we got to take this guy. So right. it's probably uh, in that war room there's going to be some fight. But, yeah. Yeah. So so with the so moving on, so we pretty much know Aiton. You yep. know, he uh, – yeah, he's the one to go. Now we're going to go with uh, the Kings. The, Kings. the second pick overall – Charlie's Kings. This is where the draft gets interesting. Yes, Charlie Hustle has picked. He's picking for the Sacramento Kings. Oh, so I got the Sacramento Kings. Which huh? could have been the Seattle Sonics. But a, we won't get into that. But I feel like the second pick might be what is going to be the pick that changes the rest of the draft. This definitely determines at least the next five picks. Four or oh, five picks. Man. I mean, so the Sacramento Kings are known to do. Mm, not the smartest move, right? And they have an issue with fans. Their fans love their team, but they they've just been bad for so long. I think they need a guy that's gonna shake up the, shake up the league, you know, be that dude. Now, I think, <clears throat> man, if it was me, I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. here. I think they should. That. I think they're gonna take. Not that like I think they're gonna take Luka Doncic. So Sacramento Kings select with the Charlie Hill intel, Luka Doncic. All right. I thought you were going to go somewhere else on that. Oh, I yeah. thought you were going to go Bagley. Oh, Bagley. Yeah. Nah, yeah. Just because he's the only one that's really worked out for Sacramento. And he's the only one that actually wants to play for him. And he's just down to play anywhere, but yeah. I, he wants to go as high as possible. I think the Kings are like, man, we're just going to take whoever, whether they won't come here or not. I mean, you got, yeah, you got to take the best player, you, who you think is the best player available. Right. And I think the highest, well, yeah, I think the highest upside is Porter, but there's there's a lot of ifs, and they can't afford to take chances. Yeah. yeah. And as a lot of people say, a lot of the draft analysts that I follow and we all follow and know, they all think the most accomplished player is Luka Doncic. Yeah, I mean, just based off of his um, his season in Europe. Uh, for Real Madrid at, at eighteen. At eighteen, he was the Euroleague Player of the Year. He, they just won the ACB championship. He's, uh, he's on the first team All Euro League. Though these accomplishments, I mean, shit, the dude's played ninety three, uh, ninety two games since August against grown men, twenty five, thirty, thirty five year old men that do this for a living. Not no, not not no scrubs. Yeah, not not the Leangelo Ball League. And I've I, you know what I'm saying. And I've 
watched a lot of those games. Actually, that Lithuania League is pretty decent. <laughs> I knew um, I was going to say something about that. Uh, I've watched a lot of his games. Dude can play, man. I, I, I've seen him take apart some former NBA guys and – you know, he did, he doesn't look the par, so to speak. I mean, he obviously has to work on his body, but the, you can tell the game is there. And, right. you know, I think they just need – at this point, it's not so much play uh, fit. It's just they just need talent, in which they don't really have. Right. Yeah. They need someone that can get them reliable buckets. Did you see that, that one that one-handed fadeaway that I he hit tonight? Yeah, I sent it to you. I, yeah. saw, I was watching it at work, and I, That's I, crazy. I sent it to those guys, to you guys. I mean, I think you can't go wrong with Luka. I'm not, a, I'm not in the camp that thinks that, you know, this foreign player, just, you can't trust the foreign players. I think nowadays, man, you can. It's not just foreign player happy. I mean, especially does it, if you're playing in a high-level league, whether it's in Europe, Australia, wherever, if you're 18, 19-year-old, winning MVP, winning the Come title. Come on, man. That's yeah. crazy. That's going to translate to... I mean, to you got guys now, like, you know, you've had all those busts, but then now recently you've had Porzingis. You've had my guy, Larry Markinen, right? He played a year in college, right? But he was a foreign guy. You've had a couple foreign guys that came along, and they're, 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 they're not busts anymore. They're not the busts that the Su- Seattle Sonic fans are used to. Yeah, his, I think his just upside overall is, is pretty good. I mean... And he's 6'8". He's 240? 6'8". 230. 230. He's a 6'8". No, I've seen higher than 220. I've seen 230. His, his latest thing was 230. He's, so, he's stout. So He's built. But, but he was he plays a lot of, you know, combo guard, I will say. I mean, he just it was interviewed today and said he loves to play the point. He he's loves a, the ball in his hands. In today's he NBA with... Aaron, that's my, my concern. I mean, he's a playmaking. He's got great playmaking ability, but does that fit with... I, with the Kings, can you play right. next to Fox? Well, I think so. like I think like Adam said or Charlie, the Kings just need talent. Yeah, they just got to figure it out. They'll figure it out later. You just need to establish, get some talent out there, get bucket getters, man. I mean, yeah. and, and the thing at six eight, a six eight point guard or six eight point maker, shoulders who's strong at eighteen years old though. That fits right, right into to how the NBA is kind of going these days with the matchups. Yeah, positionless. He's a problem. He's this guy ain't no he ain't no fucking Doug McDermott. Right. No. No, he he's he's real. I mean just like At a lot 18 of, years old though. Like a lot of these guys, his defense needs work. Yeah. But uh the one thing I have I'm heard thirty five, my defense needs dude, work. Your defense has always needed work. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I have heard that's kind of a knock on him is overall just his foot speed. Like if that can keep up in his the athleticism. Yeah. yeah. So whether that, whether that's on defense or, or getting getting a first step by somebody on offense. But I mean I think Man. you've got more than enough when you get that jumper. He's got right? a jumper. Like I remember, passing. Steph had they questioned Steph's foot speed That's initially. True too. But when you got that elusiveness and those, he doesn't have the handles like Steph has, but he's got that jumper that you got to respect. I think uh, Bruce said it on our in our group chat that he's he's sort of similar mold to like Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson's mm. not like a speedster, or he's no. not a, he's not a jump out of the gym type of guy, but he's effective, extremely on, effective. on both ends of the court. Right, you know, so using his using his foot speed, so no, I I like it. I like Luca, and I I think he'll do well in the league. Maybe not a superstar, but I think, I think he'll be a really right. good basketball player. So do I. I mean, the comparison to Clay Thompson is kind of interesting, actually. Although Clay is, I'm not comparing his game. I'm just talking about like, like athleticism. athleticism. Yeah. Although Clay kind of makes up for that with like he's when he's an elite elite shooter and then an elite defender. The rest of his game is kind of he doesn't really need to yeah. use it, right? So if Doncic 
I mean, I don't know if he's on that level as far as has a, you know a part of his game that's going to stand out amongst yeah. NBA players. But all right, so next we have we're next on the clock. I Atlanta Hawks, the Atlanta Hawks, ATL Saudi. So now I think I'm going to shake up the draft. Uh oh, and I'm going Trey Young. Trey, that's Trae my Young. guy. Trey Young. Trey Young, and I picked Trey Young. I think the new GM uh, came from the Warriors. Um, Dennis Schroeder is not his guy, and Dennis Schroeder has requested. You know, he he's pretty much said that he wants out. Did he say that he wants out? Yeah, he's pretty much like because he wants to he wants to contend. He doesn't want to rebuild. Um. So I feel like Trey Young is a is a nice building block. Do I feel Trey Young will like be Steph 2.0? Probably not. I don't I don't see Steph 2.0. You can't knock uh him leading the country in scoring and assists, but he pretty much got to do whatever he wanted. And that was his team at Oklahoma. He, right. I mean, so, but still they, they, I impressive. can't knock it. That's impressive. What worries me, I think he'll be fine offensively, but like with a lot of these guys on defense, I think as we saw in the playoffs, the little guards just got abused. All those switches, just like you think of um, who's an example, Terry Rozier. Right. Um, they, well, they, they, went, they went after Steph. Curry got, even, Curry got a little stronger this year, you know? They went after him for sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, that's this, another is, issue, but yeah, yeah. this is so many years in the league. I'm saying right. Trey Young is just so small and so small. Even though small he's, he's, stuff. he's one of uh, Trey Young is one of those guys. I always thought like he's going to need a year or two before he's right before before you can tell like what he really is going to be. You know, a year or two in the league to in know the league. how he pans out. Right. right. Yeah. Right. So I think the Hawks will just kind of bottom out for a few more years to kind of just go on full on rebuild. They'll kind of you know I think they'll try to get rid of Bazemore also who who has one of those poison 2016 contracts I mean it's not like the Hawks have anything to they can blow that up and right but I think really to blow up but Trey Young is like he's like he could be like the face of the franchise they got a solid big and John Collins they can build with um and Torian Prince is solid because I think Schroeder my guy Schroeder operator has a little trade value Oh yeah, Definitely. no, I think he's gone. So then, yeah, you can I think get he's something. Gone you can get something for him. Yeah, and you can just kind of continue to retool and rebuild. And so I think they got. I mean, they got. Yeah, like you said, they have a couple of nice pieces down there. They have Prince. They have uh, Collins. Yeah, Collins, Prince, uh, uh, Bembry, DeAndre Bembry. So yeah, it's um. I think Trey Young. He's a boomer bust. I mean, I'm big. I, I'm a believer in Trey Young. I think he, he's young Sandals too. Sandals not. He's I'm 19, not. and they then they say he's already put on like 12 pounds since the season uh, ended. 11 pounds of muscle. And his balance is looking really good. If that's the case, I'd be more of a believer. It was his kind of his stature that kind of threw me off. I was like, he's going to get thrown around. He still might get beasted up. I mean, 12 pounds. He's that's he's only weighing like a buck six. But he'll also grow in. That's what I'm saying. He, right. A couple of years, he might grow into it. I think he is. I think he he is pretty quick. If you're if the Hawks are taking. Trey Young and, he's, and he can dime. I think he can dime it up. Yeah, he's a good passer. Mm-hmm. But if they're taking him to be the face of the franchise and expecting that to happen right away, yeah, I mean, I he, think there's other prospects out there that might have been right. 
I think he, you can pair him with guys, but he's not the guy that's going to win you a title. But I do think uh, Travis Schlenk is – he comes from the Warriors. He was there, right? you know, on the rebuild for them. So I think he sees Trey Young as a not, – not as a Curry clone, but a Curry like 2.0, so to speak. So he's going to try to build them that way because he saw the blueprint for how – successful you know how to make a team successful and so i think he's going to try to follow that uh that model i like so. the pick i like the pick All right. i like the risk taking part of that yeah so moving forward number four the memphis grizzlies mr yep. bruce jackson yes yes for sure um with the number four pick the memphis grizzlies take marvin Bagley. All right. Wait, did you make a pick? I didn't. It didn't sound like you were excited about it. It's just. Did we forced to make that pick? I'm just. I'm just it was like the end of a bedtime story, and then they went home. The end. Nah, you know we got we will take Bagley. Um, you know, thanks for letting them slide down with taking Luca and Trey um, up a little bit than we we thought, but uh, and Bagley slid to us. So, no, I think Bagley will be. Um, a good fit uh, <clears throat> for the Grizzlies. Um, I think he'll do well playing uh, alongside uh, Marcus Saul. I think um, as far as like bigs go, he's he's got the skill set. He's polished enough to be producing on the offensive end. Um, you know, right now. Uh, so you know, I I like that. I think he's 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 ready to go and produce early in his career. I know obviously he has. There's been some talk on his defensive woes, but he's playing against a uh, former defensive player of the year uh, in the front court there with Marcus Saul, and then obviously he has another pass uh, pass first, crafty point guard in Mike Conley that you know will get him in situations to maximize that offensive skill set that he has. So I think that'll be a, a good fit for the Grizzlies. He's he's actually exactly what the Grizzlies need. I think he's a scorer who can rebound. They struggled a lot to score, especially when Conley went out last year. Yep. So I think that's a good pick for them. No, I I agree. Um, playing with Marcus Sewell, I think he could be similar to how Zach Randolph played yep. with Marcus Sewell. How many good years does Mark have? Left? He's about 33, so I think about two. Ooh. Two. Two or three. Maybe. No, 30, he's at 32, 33. I mean, so he's I think, been getting banged up a lot, too. Yeah. yeah. He's I, mean, I don't even know if he has one full good year. If he keeps getting hurt. You know, the Grizzlies low-key could be a sleeper team next year if, depending on who they bring in free agency. Uh, the lowest key possible. Man, it's going to be hard to get people in Memphis. I'm just saying, uh, well, I'm just saying because Mike Conley's probably the most, one of the more underrated players in the league. He's forever solid. He's one of my favorite players. Mike, or Mike, Marcus Soule, top eight center in the league. You know, former, you know, and... Uh, J.B. Bickerstaff, the coach, was not a big fan of him. But, hey, you know, they got some building blocks. And plus their GM just comes out and says they should be a 50-win team. You know how much pressure. But, you know, I could easily see these guys winning 35, 40 games, being in contention for a playoff seed. So, yeah, I like the pick. I like the pick for sure. You got 
you have ownership going out there publicly like Adam Lewis, emphasizing winning games next season. So they need a NBA ready player. Right, right. Produce. And and one Eight. thing they do need is a, is an offensive player. It's crazy that Bagley's an NBA ready player and he skipped his senior year of high school. Right, he should be coming into his freshman but year this year. I heard he is the age of a kid. Is he that went to college? I mean, he wouldn't be able to get in the draft if he wasn't otherwise, right? Right, right. Well, how was Doncic in there? Isn't it? Well, you got. I think you get. Isn't it? Is it nineteen by the first game of the year or something? I think so. Mm. I have to look that up. But yeah, I like that pick for them. I like that pick for the Grizzlies. So moving forward, first, he could be a, that total first name twenty, last name ten yeah. type of guy. He, I mean, he might also give up twenty and ten on the defensive end. But yeah, hey, well, he'll take his lumps. Take that. But now with the fifth pick, with the fifth pick, the Dallas Mavericks. Sano is on the clock. So Dallas. So we're people are cheering right now in Dallas. At least I think so because <laughs> Jaron Jackson Jr. J J J. Jaron Jackson Jr. Tom Izzo, product, Michigan State. Every pick that come, every, by the way, any pick that goes by right now, I want to take Michael Porter. I feel like he'll fit on any of these teams, but his injury, his injury. So I think the Mavs, if the, in this case, are going to go Jaron Jackson Jr. Higher three-point cent per percentage than Trey Young last year in college. Doesn't really have the numbers that stand out, kind of like like a Bagley or a Trey Young do. But those Michigan State guys never do. They and never then, do. And like then Draymond when, Green. Then when they get to the pros, they kind of just flourish. But they're pro ready. They're all pro ready, right? Yeah. And Jer and Jackson, I think, is even. This guy's got potential all over the place. For sure. Hey, Defensive. He, legit seven foot? I thought I've seen someone say seven feet. 6'11 is what I read. Uh, 6'11, seven foot. He's right there. And he can shoot? He can shoot. Like I said, higher percentage than Trey Young from three. Wow. Good shooter, good mid-range shooter, and a good defensive player. Good shot blocker. And he's not straight raw offensively no. in the post. He's going to need a to build a little he's bit. He's not you know, Tyson Chandler. He's going to work really on Willie Stein, he's a lot more advanced than that. He's, I mean, he's 6'11 with a 7-foot wingspan. His defense is, is definitely there. His fouls per minute were, were his foul percentage or whatever. That's kind of a – not a red flag, but it's something to kind of be alarmed with. Oh, I think that's something that he could probably grow out of. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah for sure. Yeah, for sure. Just, you know, just something I noticed, you know, watching Michigan State this year. Yeah. He was off the floor a lot in crunch time. He doesn't – the thing about him is that's funny is that he doesn't jump out in any one category, but he could he could be really good in all the categories you need from a big man like that. Yeah. So I think the Mavs would love to get him at the fifth spot. And what's crazy is Jackson is younger than Bagley and Luka. Yeah, he's the second youngest player in the draft behind uh, Kevin Knox. That's crazy. So it's interesting you went Triple J there. Bamba, I think, would be on Bamba, that list too. He was another one I was thinking of. Uh, I think if I, – I mean, just the way the draft is turning out right now, I think pairing him – pairing J Jaron Jackson with – you have Dennis Smith, who – Adam, you're making a face. Aren't you not a fan of Smith? No, I like Smith. Okay. I'm just thinking you got a young core now. Yeah. They can grow together. you got Dirk still there to mentor. Harrison Barnes, I don't know if Get him he's out gonna of be there. trade bait or what, but that contract that they gave him. And they have Wes Matthews also. And Wes Matthews, another veteran. Yeah. I don't know. Dallas, either way, no matter who they get here, they're not gonna go to the playoffs next year. They're in rebuild mode. So I think you throw a guy like Jaron Jackson in there, a guy that can do a little bit of everything as a big, pair him with Dennis Smith. I think you got two pieces right there that you can build with for a long time. No no question. So moving on to number six, the Orlando Magic with Mr. Charlie 
my magic. It came out yeah, right. That's it did actually work out. true. It was yes. my magic when they had Oladipo. That was my magic. It was your magic when they had Penny. Well, that was for real. I had the, I had the magic starter jacket. For yeah. sure, I had the magic starter jacket. Well, a lot of our listeners. Now, this pick this pick is interesting pick because uh, it, could, it could go a number of ways. You know, you got if you look at what they have, because they have Vuce on there, and he's like their center. So I would want them to take Bamba, you know, but they have Vuce. I mean, but I guess Vuce isn't really that guy. So I'm taking Michael Porter Jr. Oh, there he goes. Wow. There he goes. It, it's, it's official this time. Michael Porter's off the board. Michael Porter, huh? I mean, you can't you can't argue with the pick as far as upside. He might be the best talent in the draft. Well, yeah, he has he has the ceiling of being a potential USA type player. He's six nine, six ten, legit, good kid, good shot. And we all creates his own shot. We all saw him play when he was but here. People say he needs to get a little tougher. Well, they all do. They're all kids. But he finished in traffic with with contact a lot. I mean, there was a reason why he was the leading scorer on that U uh, eighteen, the U seventeen team. Yeah, it was him and Trey Young yep. were getting busy. Yeah. he was the best player on that fucking team, man. He hit the big shots when they went and won the gold. Right, and it's like cats like forget. Now you were obviously all fans, but it's like we hear so many people bashing him. But I mean, I mean some of this, some of this bashing is is hoping that he'll slip to them. I think coming from these teams, it's yeah, gotta yeah. be. It's gotta be. There's no way so many teams are bashing a player like this that has so much talent. The back injury is, is something it's, to... It's something to watch out for, and it's definitely something a concern, but I'm just saying there's way too much negativity going around for this I'm all to be... I'm concerned about the interview, man. I'm, I, there's, just too, like, there's just too much not to take some of that in. The questions on maturity and being a good teammate, uh, I just you hear it too much, so I, I have a little bit of concern with that. Uh yeah, no, that, that's concern. yeah. That's definitely something to watch out for. With, with Charlie picking them, it's uh, it is interesting because Aaron Gordon is there, and they have said I I've heard I'm sorry I've heard that they're going to match whatever offer comes his way because he's a restricted free really? agent. Hmm. They have Jonathan Isaac there, who they drafted last year, so those three would play the same position, so to speak. I don't know if Isaac will ever be an offensive guru. True, but he's a defensive. Right. He's a stud defensively. Oh, major. Right. And he's and also he's also more of a big than Porter. Porter's more of a wing, I think, than Isaac. Well, I th- him and the, Gordon maybe. Well, I think in the modern NBA, Porter's like a three-four. I think both of them are three-fours. Gordon and Isaac. No, no, uh, Isaac and uh, um, Porter. And then. Uh, oh, isn't Gordon? What's Gordon then? Three, Gordon's four. a four. See, he's, yeah, he's, not, he's not a three. He's thinking no. Gordon's a four and Porter's a three. You know. And then you have small ball with Isaac as a five. Well, you got you still got Vuce there. I mean, you have your rotation. Yeah. I mean, yeah. too much talent is not a bad problem to have. And they don't sure. have they don't have that problem yet. But yeah, another yeah. another yeah. option to kind of look out for if Charlie happens to be wrong is Colin Sexton at six. Well, they like Sexton. They like that's Sexton. The reports. So the guard, that's huh? something to watch out for. And because their point guard situation, I mean, they have DJ Augustine and they Shelvin Mack. Right. So they, they traded away. They traded. I think they're hoping that traded, traded away Peyton. Yeah, they're hoping Trey uh, yeah. Young falls to them, but if, if not, they're gonna go Sexton. I, I think. I actually probably would have taken Trey Young for them if he was not on the board. Right. Yeah. Or if he was on the board. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah. moving forward, I have the Chicago Bulls at number seven, and I'm gonna. I'm going to Wendell Carter. You would. 
Dub C. You Dub would. C in the house, Wendell Carter. I, I would. I like the fit. I mean, obviously, I, I'm thinking more in terms of fit, but I like I like Wendell Carter. Honestly, I like Wendell Carter this year, you know, more than Marvin Bagley. And I'm a, you know, I'm a, me being a big Duke guy, I like Wendell Carter a lot. I think his game kind of resembles like a poor man's Al Horford, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think he can play in today's NBA. You know, he's not one of your traditional. I mean, he can play with his back to the basket, wow. but I think he can step out. And shoot from the perimeter. Um, I'm a fan of Carter. He'll be, he'll, he'll, I think he'll be great paired alongside Laurie. Yeah, yeah. I think good, those guys complement. Yeah, those guys complement each other well. The Bulls are evolving. They have Zach Levine, um, Chris Dunn, Chris Dunn, Denzel Valentine. So they got some pieces. Um, you know, Lowry showed that Charlie's guy. Charlie called it last year. It was my dude. And he put it in Sano's face. I didn't even say anything bad about him. You guys have been giving me shit all year. All I said was he was going to average five boards a game. You said he was. <laughs> you said he was Hashim to beat. So no, I like I like Wendell Carter there. I, I'm surprised the Bulls are passing on Bamba. Bamba is slipping, it's folks. Slipping. Bamba could have went two. Bamba, there's some Bamba in, there's some incel here. He there's can't some, get up. There's some incel there that he he doesn't interview well and. He doesn't have an agent, which he's worked mm, out for he's, so he's many teams. himself? He has like a, a, a mentor or something like that, somebody who's not official. He doesn't have an agent. How did Shaka Smart let him do that and tell him that was a good idea? So, yeah, that's, uh, that's kind of like the intel. Obviously, we know all this, which is why he's slipping in our draft. Right. So We're in on it, what Mo Bamba's. Bamba's off the chart. He's just measurements and. He's like the longest player in NBA history already. The day yeah. he steps on the court, I think. He's one like, up. Yeah. Almost like an eight-foot wingspan. But back right. to Carter before we move on to Bob. Yeah, Carter. I think we're all sold on Carter being extremely solid. I could see Carter going a lot higher than that, too. Do we do we think Carter has all-star capabilities in his career? Yes. Really? Yeah, mm. I think so. Not like a five-time all-star. But I can see him making a couple all-star games. Mm. I mean, Horford is what? A five-time all-star. I can see him being on that level. Horford's never, never going to be your number one option. Well, he was kind of. Not on a good team. I guess it was him and Joe Johnson. Right. He, he's going to be an option, but he's, he's not going to lead a team to a title. Right. You need more than that. I think Carter's going to be in that same mold. I think that's a good comparison. Okay. Wendell Carter to the Chicago Bulls. You heard it here first. Don't be surprised when you see it later. With the eighth pick, the defending loser-up champions. Bruce, you got Bruce. him. Bruce. Yeah, I got him. Um, man. Oh, man, this is kind of shook the last couple of picks. Are you trading? Are you trading your pick? Are you trading your pick with Kevin Love? Uh, because literally – To get Kimba Walker? My, my favorite guy in this draft is still on the board, but I have to think of of the Cavs. Like, I'm, I'm all about Bamba, huge Bamba fan. But I don't know about uh, – Ba-da-da-da-bamba. Fit. I don't think the Cavs um, are taking him, but we'll see. The Cavs went uh, Porter. They do. With the I Cavs think. with the Cavs number eight pick. We're going my, one of my other favorite players in this draft, Colin Sexton. I can Colin, see that. Yeah, I can see that too. Yep. I can see that uh, definitely. Cavs, yeah, uh, I think the, Cav- the Cavs are looking for point guard play. Um, you know, obviously, I would. Our sights were set on Trey Young. He came off the board, so the next best available option. Um, is Sexton, 
You know, uh, I think he makes sense. I mean, he's got such great ability to get into the paint. Um, as you saw through their, their run through the um, SEC tournament, and then obviously the first round of the NCAA tournament, you saw the fearlessness that Sexton has, you know, on the, on the big stage. I think he'll be a, a good fit. Um, obviously, we saw what happened with the Cavs not having a uh, playmaking point guard. Now, obviously, it's, it's going to take some time to maybe develop Sexton. I don't think he he probably won't start <clears throat> right away. Um, but the guy, the guy in play, he's fearless. Um, I, I heard an interview from him today, and um, I like some of the character things. Like uh, school was really important to this guy, so a lot of people didn't know that he he spent he actually stayed the whole year at Alabama and got uh, straight A's, uh, four point oh. Mm, good for him. Yeah, that's what's up. Big, big deal. Good for him. Mom always got uh, would take basketball away from him if he didn't have good grades, and it, it meant a lot to him growing up. So I, I kind of like some of the little little character nuances, but I love that uh, he talks trash. He's into the game. He tries to get underneath your skin. He plays hard. He's a, and he'll bring another energy level to the Cavs, you know, um, which they were probably lacking from. You know, there was times when you saw George Hill playing, and he looked a little. Uh, Lackadaisical. Yeah, they definitely yeah. need another playmaker on that team. So that's where we're going, Sexton. So, right. so, so, Sexton. so before we move on, Bruce, what do you think the odds are the Cavs trade this pick? <laughs> um, uh, I think I think they will. Anything to keep keep LeBron LeBron there. So I I could see them moving this pick if they can get. Get a free, nice, nice free agent piece. So yeah, I, I would say the odds. I'm gonna go sixty percent. Sixty percent chance they trade it. I like it. Yep. I like that more than more than fifty. I like. That. I like it. Wow. Even man, because a lot depends. And, and I think we've been hearing a lot about LeBron. Like he's not gonna make up his mind for a while. Well, obviously he, not. He has to let the Cavs know by What's June thirtieth or 29th that. If he's gonna opt out and become a free agent, I think he's for I sure mean, gonna opt out. I don't out. like. I mean, I hate. Like, you uh, you say. I mean, you're all about Ohio and Akron. I'm a LeBron fan, as, as we know in this group. But you know, if you're all about Ohio and Akron, come on, man, don't hold these. Don't hold them hostage. Let them be able to make some moves. Well, I think it's more than that, though. I think night. I think it's got you something know? to like, do with the uh, the owner. You know, but yeah. You know, it's yeah, you know, it is to get back at Gilbert's. Gilbert's, yeah. Okay, so all right, moving forward, number nine, the New York Knicks. We should call Nick in for this pick. <laughs> for this pick. Nick? Oh, oh, I think Nick's calling you right now. Oh, hey, 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 guys, it's me, Nick here. Um, tonight, uh, we're gonna pick with the Knicks. We're gonna take uh. <laughs> hey, you know, he doesn't know shit about college basketball. He hasn't watched anything. About these guys. So is, is this Sano your pick? This, this is, is Sano's pick, yeah. This is me. And uh, to be honest, I think if he was there, if he, if if the Cavs had gone a different way, I think the Knicks were going to take Sexton. Even though they got Frankie. Yeah. And? Yeah. Trey Burke. Oh, didn't Trey they? Burke. Didn't, host, didn't they get some? Moutier. Yeah, Moutier. Oh, Moutier, yeah. Well, yeah. They have three point guards that equal fucking scrub. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, Frankie's young. So you give him a chance, but man, there's there's so many options they could go with here. So I'll tell you who I think they might take, but they won't take. These aren't my picks. Obviously, Sexton's gone. Michael Bridges from Villanova. Yeah, I can see that. Going to be an option. 
But is I it Michael or Mikhail? Mikhail. Mikhail. Sorry, yeah, Mikhail. Okay. Yeah. But since he's there, I think the Knicks are going to go Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. La, 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 Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Mo Bamba. Sorry about that, folks. I get excited. I think the ups- I don't think the Knicks would plan on having Mo- on having Bamba slip to nine. He might. Wow, Bamba at the nine. But if he's there, that's too much upside to pass up on with the ninth pick. We kind of just went over him uh, when we were talking about Carter. You know, the longest wingspan I think in NBA draft combine history. Is it? Was it? Yeah. Uh, a defensive. I mean. I mean, they're comparing him to Rudy Gobert. Right. Defensively. Like he's a defensive. Wizard already. He was in, in, uh, in at Texas. Rebounding, shot blocking. His offensive game needs a lot of work. Well, I mean, you still you see he's he's been working out. He's been working on the perimeter shot. He's been working really? on a shot, which is good because he's looks need real that. good too. It does look good. Yeah. Uh, back to the basket game needs some work. Um, but he can finish around the rim though. Right. No one. He can drops finish. it in the rim like Wilt Chamberlain used to. And it's like his arms are that long. Right. Yeah. He's so that might make up for a lot of He's a little dipper. His lack of run. Go ahead, Bruce. I said he can move. He can run the floor. His right. agility drills were faster than most of the guards. Yeah, his agility was crazy. It's like just faster his, than Russell Westbrook. It's the offensive fundamentals that I think he's got to work on to be, to be a complete player. But right now he can come in and be effective on defense right away. Yeah. And it'd be a, it'd be a good another, another long centerpiece to, for the Knicks to put in the front court. I say package Porzingis to get him out of there. Well, Ooh. I think if anything, he can help Porzingis's. You know, what he lacks, Bamba has. Right, right. Because Porzingis is kind Porzingis of Porzingis can play some D. He's not a horrible defender. No, but he you have Bamba back he's here. A good, he's a good upside. Yeah, he's a blocker. He's definitely yeah. known for his offense. Comes right. from the weak side. And isn't there out. reports that Porzingis might not even start playing until like the All Star break? Yes, I mean, that's he's, true. He's been he, jumping off of yachts and. In Spain, oh, yeah. did you guys see those videos? I did. I did. What an idiot! So, so he doesn't look like he's too far off. But yeah, if he's out for the first part of the season, this is a good chance for the Knicks to develop a guy like Bamba. Hopefully, turn into a you know a Rudy Gobert type of player for sure. So Bamba to the Knicks, I think that's good because Bamba played high school ball there. Yep. Yep. In yep. Brooklyn, right? See, it all New comes back. It's all coming home. It's all coming back for the Bamba. He's a New York Don, like Nick would say. A New York Don. You know, it's just kind of like the, the, the DeAndre Ayton, you know? Yeah. He, he played some it's high school home. ball there. It, it's an it's a easy pick for them. They probably weren't expecting him to be there. But since he was, you got to roll with Bamba. Yep. Not, not that the Knicks need fan support. They got plenty of fan support. But I think this is a good pick for them overall if he's still there. Right. So now we move on to the 10th pick. The Sixers. The Sixers. Charlie got the Sixers. Sixers are stacked. It's like, what do they need? They got a lot already. This is kind of like a bonus for them. Right? I mean, you can't take another point guard again, right? Because Fultz didn't pan out. It was one year. Fultz is showing some great off-season dunk highlights, but I don't know if he can shoot that from the fucking dotted line yet. It's still the weirdest story. He can dunk from the dotted line, but can you shoot from the dotted line? I think the Kawhi one, which is kind of funny. But Charlie, I'll make let Charlie make the pick first, and then yeah. I'll elaborate. So go ahead, Charlie. Oh, uh, I think they're going to take Mikael Bridges. I think that's a good pick for him. Yeah. Homegrown, right? I think Mikael Bridges there from 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 Nova, right down the street. Right. It's it's, it's you know sometimes it, it just it works out that way. A lot of home he picks. He fell right into their lap. He's he's NBA ready. You know he yeah. can, he can do his thing. 
he's a guy that's not – I don't think he's ever going to develop into a superstar superstar, but he's going to be like one of those star role player types. 18 yeah. a game in college, 43% from three. Mm-hmm. They could definitely use that. If they lose oh, Jay, they they J.J. got 23 mil. Now you can get a guy that can shoot maybe not on the level of J.J., but maybe he can step in and be able to shoot, which they lacked. Yeah. Or maybe just shore up their bench, their wings on the bench. Right. I don't know what their status is with Bellinelli. With uh, Dar- uh, well, Dario's nice. He can shoot. And then uh, uh, my guy, Urson. And but Urson and Bellinelli are free agents. Uh, so they have, like, Justin Anderson. So, I mean, and, and Reddick's a free agent yeah. also. So. For the point that the Sixers are at where they're trying they're trying to win the Eastern Conference. They're trying to go to the finals next year. Right. A guy like Bridges. They got like, stars. Fit, right? they, they, need, got they, stars. they got their stars. They got Simmons. They got Embiid. He's he's a perfect, comes on, hopefully. And like you said, he's not necessarily a star guy. Right. But he's going to be, I think, a pretty good player. He's going to come in and fit in and do whatever he needs to do to play in the road, mm-hmm. to get in the rotation. Like a Wes Matthews, like an Ariza. He, and he, it's funny. Real he, good role players like that. He'll be open to that. And I was watching an interview, and they said about um, his development, and he said he's always been patient and following the coaches about waiting his time, where he went from, not playing at all, riding the bench, just practicing, never being in the game, to being like a sixth man, to being all of a sudden, you know, the captain of the team. And he said he's okay with that role. So you got a guy that's willing to do that, used to that. Right. No, that's a good point. Uh, I think, you know, I bet you he already knows these guys. Yeah. Like personally off the court, they're probably all homies. Right. Just from being they're in the same city. Each other. Right. And I think it just, I think, I don't know, I think it just fits perfectly. I think, I also think that this, could be in this pick could be in play also for which I think is the weirdest story of the season, Kawhi Leonard. I think uh, the Sixers, even though they don't have a GM, Brett Brown is their acting GM right now, making the personnel moves. I think this could be in play with uh, Dario Saric, Fultz, and this pick for Kawhi. Will the really? Spurs, I think would the Spurs do that? Would the Spurs do it? I don't know. But from the sound of things, it sounds like, you know, Kawhi, I, I, I do think. That means you're the, trading the two weirdest stories of the year for I know, each other. Oh, my God. But then I don't think the Spurs trade him west. I, I think, you know, they trade him east. And I don't know if Boston, you know, trades assets for somebody who's going to be on a rental. So, yeah, I mean. I so that's just I th- I think this pick is in play. The fact that Kawhi came out, if he really did say that about signing in L.A., I think I mean obviously that kills his trade value, right? Right. But I could see it for a team like the Sixers who's trying to make a run for the finals to say, hey, why not go for it for a year? Maybe we convince him, kind of similar to what OKC did with Paul George, Paul George yeah. to say, hey, maybe we know he's he might be leaning towards going to L.A., but maybe we can convince him to stay and make a run at the same time during the time we have him. They're not giving up any huge cornerstone pieces if in that deal. Uh, f- who knows what Fultz turn is? He might turn into something, but right. we don't know yet. Uh, the, hopefully. The, Spur- the Spurs will only do that. I mean, they are the king. They've done a very good job of finding very good value in the team right. as far as their, dra- their draft picks. So I would only see them doing that if they know that there's somebody there that they see that no one else maybe might see that could be just like they saw in Kawhi uh, when they drafted him uh, being able to do that. And then I guess as a, as a fan base, we'll finally get that Washington backcourt. We never got Fultz and Murray. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. That'd be crazy. Fultz and Murray. Fultz and Murray. 
So with, yeah. with a way better coach, though, this time around, <laughs> if it would have happened. So, all right. I'll now, moving up. forward, the Charlotte Hornets. I got the Hornets at the number Michael 11. And so, make a bad pick because that's yep. what's going to happen. Well, don't make a competent pick. No, you got to make a you got to make a terrible pick right here. Well, they do have Mitch Kupchak. You have the white guy right here. Well, can I can uh, I continue to talk or I'm just giving you my Michael Jordan answer. You have to Charlie well, Hill. I'm not fucking Michael Jordan, so well, I am. Ooh, just like him. <laughs> <laughs> so with that pick, I'm gonna go with Miles Bridges Ooh. from Michigan Ooh. State. Back to back bridges, connectors, bridge to bridge. Yeah, I like it. Now tell me why. I think Rich Cho over here. No, it's Mitch. Kupchik. I know, but it was Rich Cho, <laughs> and he's Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I well, basically, Miles Bridges, elite athlete, uh, can shoot the ball from the perimeter. Um, he ate, he fits the mold of a, a solid three four in the NBA. Um, Michael or uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist is not has not really panned out. Been injury prone. His jumper is still a little sketchy. So I think you know you need to shore up your bench. You need to you need some inject some new life in, and that's what the Hornets need. You don't know what's going to happen with their future with Kemba. Uh, Nicholas Batum, they've been trying to shed con uh, shed money. So I think Miles Bridges is a nice pick. Uh, you know, All-American player. And I've, I've liked him since his freshman year. I'm surprised he came back this year. So, yeah, I think the Hornets will actually make a good pick with this one. There's a little bit of everything. Is he a good rebounder? Yep. He's, he's a good rebounder for his size. He's built. He's, he's pretty athletic. Uh, he plays defense too. Yeah, he's built. Yeah. He's only like six six, but he's pretty put together. He's one of those guys that could be. He could have been a lot higher if if he had an actual position. He's kind of like a six six four in yeah. college. Yeah, he's he's positionless. He's kind of a tweener between a three and a four. But you know, if he develops like a you know, that perimeter game, which he showed a little bit of, he came back and improved it. But I think as you, you know, as he grows, it'll only get only get better. Yeah. But he is one of those guys. He could end up being uh, one of those guys when we look back in a couple years and be like, he should have gone a little higher. Right. But then you look at this whole draft and like, and damn. There's a lot of guys like that. My guy, I personally think and he could be an all-star. Bridges? Miles? At least a, at least one time he'll be he'll play in an all-star game. Okay. I think he has that type of potential. Now, the potential. question is, does he have enough potential to make up for passing on Donovan Mitchell last year? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Nothing's gonna make up for that. But right, I mean, Monk showed Malik Monk showed stretches. He came where, out at the end of the um, year for sure. Yeah. So, so yeah, at the end of the year, he showed stretches of him being a solid player. I mean, the verdict is still out, but initially, it's just like shit. That does not. It did not look very well. No. And then, uh, someone something I also read today was they're looking at Shay. Gildas Alexander from Kentucky with the number 11 pick because they do need a backup point guard. So be on lookout for that one also. They might need a starting point guard. Oh, well, yeah. If, so if, Kem if Kemba gets moved. Kemba, there were some reports last year that Kemba kind of wanted out or whatever. There was gonna, there was a trade discussions last year, mm -hmm. but that didn't come to fruition. 
But we'll see what happens this year. The next couple of days, trades are flying. It's a flurry of trades. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Going to the 12th pick. Back-to-back picks. Los Angeles Clippers are on the clock. On the clock with two straight picks. We're on the clock. The best team in L.A. Um, Might not be for long, though. Nope, the Bruins. Might not be. Trojans. Um, Yeah, with with our 12th pick, um, I think the Clippers, just looking at the roster, they've got a lot of – a lot of PG play, a lot of small four play. Well, they just they lost kind of, one of the point guards. They did, but I think they they still don't have <clears throat> much productivity at the at the shooting guard. They lost, and uh, I think they need someone with offensive potential, oh. super athletic, and so I'm I'm going with uh, Lonnie Walker. Lonnie, Lonnie Walker, the twelfth pick, Miami shooting guard, one ninety five six four. Yeah, he. I remember. I watched a couple of their games. It's just super athletic, crazy bounce, crazy speed. Can get there. He's he's got a, a NBA ready body. Um, I think he can also with the with the physical tool set he has. I think he can be effective on on actually both ends of the floor. Um, but it makes sense for the Clippers. Is he a starter? Is he a walk in starter or is he off the bench? No, I. I I mean, he's off the bench. I think he's off the bench, bench, bench too. The bench the beginning, but I think he has the the skill set to be a a, a starter in the down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, the Clippers are in a weird spot. I mean, you got back to back picks, right? But are they? Could be a trade. I don't know where the I don't know what the are, are the Clippers in rebuild mode? Or are they just like nobody knows? I think they're in. Like, we'll see what happens with DJ. Yeah, yeah I think they could be in retool mode. I read that they are trying to package the picks and move up in the draft. I I've heard they like um, Doncic and Michael Porter, but I don't know if the twelve and thirteen get them what they're looking for. But I mean, it wouldn't hurt because. You have Wesley Johnson, you have some Darius Thornwell. You got Thornwell came on strong towards the end of the year. He was good. I he mean, was they're, they're using G League guys. They're two way players. Um, I don't think they're re, um, like re, revamping, maybe retooling, but I don't think they're you know going to tank. I think no, just to Bummer, re, just to shore up their, just to shore up their bench. Right? No, like Bruce was saying, are they are they going to rebuild? I mode? mean, right now, not with Bomber and Jerry West. No. Right now, who are their starters? Patrick Beverly, uh, right. Tobias Harris, Tobias, Tobias Harris. Harris, Gallinari, Rivers, 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 and DJ. Assuming he's Gallinari's good, Harris DJ's is probably good. gone. I would think. But if DJ's gone, they're going to get something good. I don't know. I don't know if he's gone because nobody oh, has and money. Lou Will, Lou they got players. They got all those players from that trade from the Chris Paul trade. They have a lot of depth. They just don't have a lot of star power. Yeah, so I think depth at the wing is probably yeah. So I can see Lonnie Walker providing that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. With, with thirteen, Sano is actually we're right back with the Clippers. Right back with the Clippers, uh, and I think so you think yeah, these two picks should kind of correlate, you know? Right. So they got Lonnie Walker, shooting guard, athletic shooting guard, uh, a couple of options. I mean, Kevin Knox is one guy I could see going here, but. They do have a lot of wing. I think they're going to go shy. Uh, Gilgis Alexander from Kentucky. Oh, really? The point guard. The 6'6 six, six point. I think so. Because, yeah, it's hard to read some of these Kentucky guys. Right. 
Because uh, they don't do shit really in college, and then when they get to some the of league, them, some they, of them don't. Yeah, like what, what, what John Wall did. What was my? Well, he he was a killer, right? He's but what was my guy who I thought was young? Went to Boston, and I don't even know if he's anymore. James Young, yeah. I thought he was surefire hooper. Yeah. He's trash. Yeah. He also did. I thought I heard he had a real bad attitude, not a good. Oh, work perhaps. Too. Um, but yeah, with Alexander, they get a six-six. They get a point guard. Uh, pairing him with uh, with Patrick Beverly, I think, is a nice. A nice duo to have in your backcourt, well, especially with the rumors of Teodosic probably yeah. not probably not coming back. And I love Teodosic, so the fact that he might not be coming back with Beverly and Alexander, it's good. Alexander's kind of like a Sean Livington esque type. I player. was going to say bigger point guard. Hopefully not Michael Carter. He can no. shoot better than Sean Livingston from the outside, though. He's a decent shooter. I think. From out, like Livingston's a great seventeen in. Maybe even less. Or maybe less, yeah. Maybe <laughs> 12, 15 in. But, but towards the end of that, that Kentucky season, uh, Alexander's the one that kind of was like the leader of that team. He right. came on because he wasn't really he wasn't really talked about much in the beginning yeah, of the season. Yeah, it was weird, Kentucky. yeah. It was like Diaw and um, yeah, he, Vanderbilt yeah. and Knox. He came on at the end. I think uh, he's not – He's. I think guys like Sean Livingston, Michael Carter-Williams, guys like that are good comparisons, but I think – I think he's got a l- just a little bit more than those guys as far as upside. Yeah. Like to be able to be a Livingston solid starter. Now, Livingston now because Sean Livingston. Before his knee injury. Yeah, yeah, before the knee injury. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I think he's one of those guys. He's going to step in. He can do a little bit of everything as your point, and they need a point uh, to pat to match there, especially if Tudosic leaves. Pairing him with Patrick Beverly, you got Tobias Harris on the wing, like we kind of just said. DeAndre Jordan, if he sticks around. Gallinari. I think then you have the makings of a solid team. Yeah. Potentially a playoff team. Then yeah, or else we could see these picks get packaged for something. I think there's a strong possibility West wants to make a splash. That's why they I brought him so in. Too, yeah. They didn't bring him in to just be solid. I think we talked about He knows he's already second fiddle in his own city. We talked about the Cavs. Like I think Bruce gave him a sixty percent chance to make a deal. I think the clip, the one, these two picks, if not both of them, have the highest percentage. One of them's the probably on the move. I think both. But of them. it oh, might take like it a, might take two to get to where they want to go. It might take two and a player to get to, and yeah. they have plenty of players. Then you yeah. also you also wonder what which one of the a lot of these guys, a lot of these teams want to move into the top five or six, but who's willing to move down? None which of those teams of these can teams afford. Beca- and, and they're so incompetent. You know, they're kind of just wishy-washy. Well, if you look at all these franchises, maybe minus the Mavericks. The Cavs could move down, assuming they keep LeBron, but I that's mean, a I hell mean, of a... There are teams like... You can Sixers look at teams that have made their way into the top ten, like the Cavs, assuming, well, we don't know what LeBron's going to do, but they're contenders. The Sixers are contenders. Uh, the Clippers are borderline. The Grizzlies are good. The Grizzlies are good. They have talent. I don't know if they're good. I can good. see the Grizzlies moving down. I can see the Grizzlies moving down. Unless they're yeah. ready to just be like, man, we got to move towards the young, f- you know, the younger generation. But so there are definitely teams in the lottery that are looking for different things. Yeah, the Grizzlies are trying to attach uh, Chandler Parsons and the four pick to move down. Right. But I don't know who's going to want to take on all that money from Chandler Parsons. So, which sucks for them because they're basically, you know, making up for a mistake by trading down in a draft. By getting rid of that Chandler Parsons contract, right? But you're, you're jeopardizing your future to get rid yeah. of your. You're past making up mistake. for a past mistake by je- you, yeah, exactly. You're jeopardizing the future by making up for a past mistake. But 
that's the position they're in. Well, yeah, we're going to go to the last pick of the lottery. Number 14. Some really good players have been drafted in 14. Was that at Kawhi or was he 15? Kawhi was 15. 15. Oh, he was one yeah, outside was the lottery. Yeah, he was 15. Okay. Well, the Nuggets. The Nuggets, you know, they got they got Jokic. They got they got a couple guys. But uh yeah, I mean I think they're going to take Kevin Knox here. The youngest player in the draft. Right? Yep. Yes. Youngest player yes. in the draft. He's, and he, still, and he's still 18. It's funny. He could be a guy that was like, damn, he went 14? Because he's, what, 6'9". He can handle. He can shoot. He's Michael Porter-like in a way. Yeah. You know? Not as smooth. Not as smooth. He, and they almost played college together. Shooting is kind of so-so. He shot 34% in college, so it's so from the field or from three? From three. From sorry. Three. sorry, sorry, sorry. From three. Say, 34% from the field. Yeah, no, he shot 34% from three. So he's he's so-so, but the potential That's there. to be a good shooter is there. I mean, Trey Young only shot 36%. But Trey, yeah, yeah, but he's kind of different. What yeah. are you trying to say? Well, I mean, he had the green light to pretty much do whatever he wanted. So, but yeah, no, uh, Kevin Knox... That's a great call because the Nuggets do need a small forward. And he, he's a guy that might be able to just – he could be – I could see him being an explosive scorer in the league in a yeah. couple of years. Yeah. I mean, he's 18. He's so a, He's another guy with – like he's one of those high-risk, high-reward guys, but you're not taking a lot of risk by taking him at 14. I don't think there's a lot of – yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some risk. Like he could be scrub, but I think he's got tools, man. Yeah. He's it's got tools, It's man. also – Tools, man. He's also moved up on a lot of draft boards. I read that he's – they're – being talked, he's being talked about between seven and eleven. Knox, Knox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that. He's that tough he, talent. Like, he well, killed the Knicks workout. Yep. Because our guy, New York Nick, told me that, or he told us that earlier. He didn't reveal his sources, but oh, we'll that trust was about his word. The, that was about the Kawhi. Oh, that was the Kawhi. That thing. was the Kawhi. Yeah, yeah. Um, he worked out for the Bulls, and he had a good workout with the Bulls. Um, you could see him in Philly. If Mike if Michael Bridges isn't there, I'm yeah, he could be good. Another long player in Philly, but so yeah, you, I mean, I think the Nuggets is our, if they fall in, that's a good pl- place for him too because they're probably going to lose Wilson Chandler. Yeah, yeah. No great place for him. They, yeah, and they I lose Will. That's a borderline playoff team that he doesn't have to come in right away and and produce. Right, they right. Lose him into the rotation. I mean, they the lose they lose Will Barton and Devin Harris. So he, yeah, he could slowly like evolve and. And carve a niche out for himself right. with that team, um, and learn to become a pro. You know, yeah, from other pros. That's the thing. Going, I think for a lot of these young guys, going to a, a more established team, like Wait, so. If they're losing Gary Harris, no, Devin. Harris. Oh, Devin Harris. Yeah. I was saying they're losing Gary Harris. Yeah, no, he just resigned. Oh, okay. Um, Harrison Murray are still there. Yeah, the go, going for someone like Knox, going to a team that's almost a playoff team that has some solid veterans to kind of learn, you know, learn under and kind of learn the NBA way how to be a pro. That's huge for their development, as opposed to a lot of these guys, especially in the top, let's play top eight, are just kind of being thrown into the fire, so to speak, and they ha- kind of have to learn on their own. While you have, you know, guys who, are, if they're going to the Clippers or the Sixers or the Nuggets, you're going to learn, you know, because you have good veterans and whatnot. So, yeah, I could definitely see um, Knox fitting in well with the Nuggets. 
I like that pick. So that'll sum up the, the lottery. Knocks to the Nuggets. They're going to change the Nuggets with a K. Denver Nuggets. Like Knox, you know, that'll be, that's how they'll do it. That'll be the signs. That's the, the fans will start that. Watch it. Maybe not. So, uh, random question. Out of, out of these picks we see in the lottery right here? That's 14 solid-ass dudes. Who's going to be the best player out of this draft, out of these picks? Assu I mean, assuming it's going to be one of these picks. Ooh. Oh, oh. In five years, there's five years when we look back and we're like, let's do a redraft of the 2018 NBA draft, who are we going to pick with number one? Dante DiVincenzo. <laughs> I'm surprised no one put him in the lottery. No. He's on the cusp. I, <laughs> think he's he's a, I think he's on the cusp. Him and Zaire Smith. His bar line. I had him. Uh, I had him. Shoot, sorry. I had him going 16 to the Bucks. Yeah, he's right out there. Where'd you yeah. have my guy Zaire Smith? He, uh, I actually, when I did my draft, Zaire Smith was going to the Nuggets. At, oh, at 14. Yeah. I like him as a player. Really? Um, but yeah, who do we think? But, uh, I I honestly think, man, Doncic, Doncic for me. Really, best player overall. Most complete. I think yeah. Uh, Interesting. I guess we can look at it. who's going to be the highest scoring player or who's the best player, the most accomplished who, career. Yeah, if you're looking back and from five years five years from now and saying who would you take number one? Yeah, I think obviously if we knew that we would take them number one. I uh, I have a feeling. DeAndre Ayton might be just average. And I think the Suns are going to... Define average, though. Like, what, 12 and 10? 17 and 11? 17 and 11. Mm -hmm. I think, That's better than I average. think he's going to put up numbers. Is so he going to be a difference? Like, four to, like 14 Like, and are they going to be hollow numbers Sometimes or what? Sometimes it's so hard to gauge how good a player is on some of these organizations that don't breathe. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, like, some of these teams, like, uh, like, let's go with... J Jackson. I think the Mavs can make good players. Yeah, the Jackson at the Mavs. But if if Jared Jackson was on the Suns, I might have a different, different outlook for him. Or the Kings. But individual player, I see what you're saying, though. Luca, man, is he's not afraid of the moment, man. He's that dude. Yeah. Yeah, it'll, it'll be quicker, faster, stronger, but he'll be quicker, faster, stronger. Right. I, Bruce, what about Mo Bamba at number nine? He could be, too. <laughs> That's my guy. That's what I think is going to be. I think Bamba. I mean, the, have you seen the stroke? Like, but that's 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 one on zero. I know yeah. That's one on zero. But I, you, I watched your workout video of you shooting around, and you look <laughs> phenomenal. You look I like think, a you uh, look like a shooting guard in high school. Then you put some um, defenders on him. Uh, no, that. And you, and you also got to assume a coach is going to let him do that in games. Yeah. When you have other NBA ready shooters, but. The measurables being off the chart, I, I just think the motor, the skill set, um, the way that the NBA is now, I think he could just he'll be able to move, he'll step out. He did take that those threes a little bit uh, in in college. I just yeah, I really am a fan. I'm a of, fan of Bamba. Bamba. I am too. I'm, I'm not saying I'm, the, I think he'll be the best. This is no. a, a little tidbit information. I'm not, not really saying either way, but it's interesting. Um, the last two rounds of the NBA playoffs, so like the conference finals and the championship, only one seven-footer played, and that was JaVale McGee. Who should have been MVP of the finals. But I'm just saying, like, you know, those are the best teams at, you know, the four best teams, and there was no seven-footers that right, were really that's what I'm saying. isn't seven feet. Is he? I don't know. Oh. Well, yeah, he's, I don't a, know he's, he's probably, like, the next, he's probably like the next closest. He was also in and out of the rotation a little bit. That this might lead to change. 
Have you been hearing about that a little bit too? I'm sure you've heard a little noise about this might be the change, the return of the big men. I don't know. Uh, man. I don't think Bamba's going to be there. He's too raw offensively. Well, just because of there's so m- because in this top, you know, lottery that there's so many bigs and they're trying to change the game back. I mean, I don't think it's ever going to go back just because not players are evolving. Not necessarily back, back, but bigs that can that can run, that can move. Most of those bigs can move, run the floor. Yeah. Um, and I think Javel did make a difference. I mean, Javel had what that one game? What did he get? Six for six or whatever? Five for five? Yeah, right. like all layups and dunks. But I don't think we're ever going to go back to the time of like Shaq, the basket, power Ewing, no, you know, David Robinson. Basket, Guy, guys like, like that. guys that are that size nowadays can are like KD and LeBron. They can do everything. They're guards in those bodies. Right. That, see, that's why I'm so intrigued by Aiton. And I'm saying because he's more of a traditional, but he has the ability to step to be one of those new era bigs. But as of right now, he's more of like a traditional. From what, from what I've watched of him, just from my, my vantage point and what I've watched of him. I think he can pick and pop a little bit. And yeah, a little bit. I like Bamba because of his agility. I mean, those agility drills, measurables is crazy. Aiden's like, a better shooter than Bamba, though. But you can, but I don't mind having a poor shooter go in the league when you're with the best shooting coaches in the world. Like that doesn't bother me as much as I think it affects other people. Yeah. If his release and stroke looks good, I think Bamba does. I think over time, if that person's willing to put in the effort, they can improve as a shooter. And I, I think... want to know those those God-given abilities and the motor and the skill set in that. And I think Bamba has that. I think too is how they're utilized. I think that's another big thing for how their coaches utilize him because someone like the Grizzlies, if they take Marvin Bagley, you already know he's going to be playing high-low basketball with Marcus Gasol. He can grow into being a star, too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know that he has the the uh, the, the quick uh, the second jump. His second jump is amazing. Um, getting all his offensive rebounds and – finishing around the basket, he could step out a little bit, even though he didn't shoot very well in college. It was like low 30s, but you already know how he's going to be used if he goes to that team. So it's it's one of those things of how these guys are used. And then developed by Kevin Knox. If he gets drafted high like seven or something and expected to perform every night and ball out and we need you, that could derail his career. Yeah. But as the Nuggets, a team that's, like Bruce said, borderline playoff team, one they were right there, ninth seed or whatever. That he can grow into become that. Who did you ask, Sano? As the best player, I'm stuck between three guys. That, I, I think I have three guys too. Is, uh, it, is it Porter Jackson, Doncic? Jackson, I, well, wow. I've heard Jackson. A I lot have, of people are big on Jackson. I have Jackson, Porter, and uh, um, Carter. Oh, Wendell Carter. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. There you go, Sano. Okay. I got four, five, six, seven. I think one of those guys is going to turn out to be the best player out of the draft. I think Same. guys like Bagley, I think Bagley's going to be good. I think Bagley's a surefire killer. He's a surefire oh, seller. He could be like a DeMarcus Cousins, though, kind of like uh, empty stats, See, so a guy, to speak, something that doesn't com- translate to wins. An interesting comparison I heard for him was Sharif Abdul-Rahim. Oh, who was it? Who was this? He was like Damn. he was an All NBA guy. He was an All NBA guy, but an he never was on a winning team. Right. And that's he was you know, sometimes it's not always their fault. He was on a Grizzlies team that was an expansion. They're, they're infantile. Bagley's back on the Grizzlies. Yeah. So I don't well, know. I think Bagley put up first. But I think when we look back on like an actual star that you want on your team that's going to go, that you want in the playoffs, 
I think it's going to be one of those three, Carter, Porter, depending on how – if it's Porter's healthy, I think him for sure. Otherwise, Jaron Jackson or Carter. Now, Porter on the Magic, does that hamper him from being yeah, a guy? Opportunity. I mean, what's his – I mean, if Porter Depot's a baller, and he couldn't – he didn't even look that good on the Magic. If he has a redshirt a year anyways, like they're saying. Oh, that'd be scary. We're not be worried about that's him really long bad. term. Yeah. That's really bad. But who – I mean, I think I think Porter, if he ends up – sorry. Um, if he ends up somewhere like on the Bulls or oh, the Grizzlies maybe, the Bulls, Grizzlies, maybe the Mavs, I can see him really flourishing. Porter? I think yeah. if LeBron leaves and Porter goes to Cleveland, he's going to be the, the next – the next guy. For oh, yeah. Like, That'll be opportunity. Obviously, I don't, that's big shoes to fill, but I think he can be that dude. You think he's a three in the league? I do. Or do you think he's more of like a hybrid? Yeah, I think he's a hybrid. I think he's the three. I think he's going to have to guard some fours. Uh, he's not, he's not, I don't think he's a good enough rebounder. Not yet. Yeah, I mean, he showed some in good rebounding instincts. His shooting is way ahead of his rebounding right now. His, sho- his shooting and in, in shot creation. Right. When 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 athleticism is there, yeah. I mean, yeah. I just I wherever he ends up, I'm intrigued who's around him, right? What bit? What? How he's comp? How who he compliments? So to speak. I don't want Porter to have to be the number one option as a rookie. No. I'd like to see him use him into it. But I mean, I think he, you know he could carry the load for the Magic. No, I mean but we're gonna win 23 games, right? But who's okay? So who's if there's anyone you would bet 100 bucks right now that's going to average 20 points per game. It's such a good draft. Everybody always, there's always somebody that averages 20. Who's going to average 20? Next season? Yeah. Bagley. Bagley. Bagley's 20. Bagley. Bagley. Even though he's going to have two other guys that, well, Conley will probably average 20. We'll see about. Gasol probably not. He's it, like 18, 18, right? And he might get hurt. Because like so, he'll be third, in a way he'll be third fiddle averaging 20. Uh, that's why I'm not. I'm, that's why that might be tough for him. I think he's going to have opportunity. I mean, uh, any one of these. So Aiton's got Booker. I don't think Aiton averages twenty though in the NBA. I don't yet. think so either. Yeah, I think he could eventually average twenty. In year Close seven. Close to. Yeah, somewhere around. You know, when he gets turns into a young, tw- early, uh, yeah. tw- early mid twenty. So whoever the Cavs out. draft, if LeBron leaves, could average twenty. I think Sexton could average twenty if they're gone. Everyone's gone. Mm, really. I'm not sold on it, but if, if LeBron leaves and they're a 20-win team, even if Sexton's the only guy with no guy, love, I, I could see that. 20. I don't think so. You mean if he's if, he, if it's like did he, did he average 20 in college? I don't know. Some guys average more he in was pros like than he in was, college. He was 18, but um, and he was you know he has that fucking Westbrook like fuck you. What about Trey Young with the Hawks? He said that he said that too. He said he looked up to Westbrook. Really? See, he he's got that. In a him. similar style game. Trey Young with the Hawks. What about Trey Young with the Hawks? Especially if they trade Schroeder. If Schroeder averaged 20. If they trade him. Then he can average 20. As a rookie. He's going to take his lumps. He's going to have some injuries. And guys are going to be coming for him. I think the I lock. don't think they hate him. No, no. Coming for him is like, oh, this is a mismatch. I don't think that teams can game plan. We'll game plan just for him like they did in college, you know? I think Bagley is is. Got to be the odds-on favorite, even with these with Grizzlies. I, I think, think he can go in as a, border, or as a, a scoring border. option on offense. I think he can go and be the second option right away. I think it just for I think Bagley's surefire, the the top most potential to. I think then it just depends on where Porter ends up, right? Because I couldn't see it on the Magic. I could see it on the Bulls. No, really. Uh, I think Zach's gonna have a big year if he re- resigns. Oh right, shit. 
think, I think so. Dunn's on the way out. Yeah. Dunn? Is it Chris, oh, Chris Dunn? In, of Chicago, out of Chicago? Yeah. You think I don't gone? think they like him. They, I've already heard reports that they're talking about trading him. Yeah, and he, right? <laughs> he, he hasn't, that, right? yeah, and he hasn't been working out very well in the offseason. Hmm. That'll be his third team already. Damn, that's not a good sign either. No. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I mean, all these players are really good, but there's not a whole lot you can be like 20 immediately. No, there's only a few guys. I mean, yeah. there's not a guy every year that averages 20, but it seems like the last few years there's always someone that's like, damn, he's killing. I mean, you've got it's it's kind of an interesting situation this year because a lot of the teams that are picking high already have players that are big time scorers, like Devin Booker. Right. Right. You got well, the Kings, I guess. Yeah, De- De'Aaron Fox is not really a big Buddy scorer. Healed. Buddy Heald. Buddy Heald. Bogdanovich. Uh, but, but then again, Doncic might not be a very big scorer. I don't think he's going to be a big scorer. No. The Hawks, if, depending on what the Hawks do with everybody, Trey Young could be the first, could be the immediate yeah, go-to guy with uh, there. Young, Bagley, Porter, if depending. Trey Young averages 20, they win less than 20. For sure. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> I mean, they blew it up. Yeah. Oh, they win 17. Yeah. Yeah. They have a, they, they're the uh, they're the post guy. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? What's his name's gonna be the top scorer for him? Their post player, who John you, John you Collins. There you go. No, Collins. I don't know. I don't see him as more uh, like he's first like, option. He's like I 12, like him. Twelve and eight guy maybe. Yeah, he's a nice young prospect, but I don't think he's a number one scorer on any NBA team. After they blow that up, he will be. Bruce with the bold prediction, predicting Collins for MVP. I would say the first nine players drafted, are they all starters? No. Who's not starting? No. Uh, no. First nine? Yeah. Uh, Carter. Aiton, Doncic, I can Trey. see Porter not starting. I can see Porter not starting. On the I Magic? Then the Magic need help. I can see Wendell Carter not starting. I can see Trey yeah. Young not starting if they keep... Uh, Shooter. I don't, I don't I think you got to play. If you take the third pick, he's got to be in the lineup, bro. This ain't Otto Porter. I mean, that means they're guaranteed to tra- you start Shooter and Trey Young? <sighs> no, I think Shooter's gone. I don't. Uh, I think Carter starts Carter. at the five, right? Alongside. In Chicago? Start. Yeah, Lori. I think, I think if they get Carter, I think he's starting with Lori. Yeah. O- over Robin Lopez? Uh, Robin Lopez, well, he's, a, he's a pro's pro. He'll, he'll take a seat. He got benched last year anyways. Robin Lopez, who's his favorite baseball team? Mariners! Shout out to Robin Lopez. Yeah, he's a big fan. He got benched last year, though, anyways. Oh, that's right, when they were tanking. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Kim Noah comes back and starts over Bamba? I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're, looking at, we're looking at these players on the teams that we thought they were going to go to. So they, there could be some non-starters on if they switch it around. But yeah. yeah, I think that'll pretty much do it today for our 2018 NBA Mock Draft from BTST, Blacktop Smack Talk, first annual Mock Draft. Man, that was fun. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how what how like we compare it to what actually happens. Which I mean, shit, we could get every pick wrong except for. DeAndre I think the Aiden. only lock is really eight. But who knows? Maybe the the Suns will even surprise. You never know. Damn, that'll be bold if they don't pick him. Take it, yeah, come back to eat it. So, yeah, man. You know. This is like a, the next few weeks are going to be interesting. We'll be keeping you up to date. Uh, we have we, we subscribe. We scheduled a lot of pods coming up. We we have some guests. Uh, we've you know finalizing that um, free agency pod. You know we're going to be in summer league. We're going to try to we're going to do a pod down there. 
So, yeah, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate our sponsors, uh, Supreme Cuts, Slide Through Food Truck, Break Bread Inc., and Re-Kicks. Thank you so much for your love and support, everybody. We appreciate you. Talk to you guys during free agency. Signing off. Dust. Bye. All right, you guys. Dust.